three lawyers. No holds barred questions and answers, and only the legal advice that matters. This is the source of legal knowledge. This is the defender of your rights. This is Triumvirate. Good evening and welcome to the pilot episode of Amicus Juris Presents The Triumvirates. I am Blessy, and in this show, we have three lawyers who will answer legal questions from listeners and followers. Tonight, we have Attorney Christine Florete, Attorney Sal Alba, and Attorney R.V. June Zoe Bernal, who will share their thoughts and opinions regarding two legal issues sent by our listeners, Jerry and Teresa. Let us go straight to the questions. Hello, attorneys. I'm Gary, and... uh. My question is whether I'm legally required to support my girlfriend who is seven months pregnant with our child. Hi, Jerry. This is Attorney Florete. Under Republic Act 9262, or the Anti-Violence Against Women and Children Law, a man who has a dating relationship with a woman is obliged to extend financial support, most especially when she is pregnant with their child. Depriving her of this much-needed support may constitute economic abuse. Under the law, economic abuse may include the deprivation of support of a common child of the man accused and the woman victim. Whether such common child is legitimate or not, this specific act is penalized by Section 5E of the said law. Jerry, this is Attorney Alba. Withholding the necessary financial support during this delicate phase of your girlfriend's pregnancy may also be considered a form of psychological violence which is defined under Section 5I of RA 9262. This section punishes the act of causing mental or emotional anguish, public ridicule, or humiliation to the woman or her child, including but not limited to repeated verbal and emotional abuse, and denial of financial support. Notably, psychological violence is an element of violation of Section 5i, just like mental or emotional anguish caused on the victim. Psychological violence is the means employed by the perpetrator, while mental or emotional anguish is the effect caused to or the damage sustained by the offended party. Jerry, hello, this is Attorney Bernal. To establish psychological violence as an element of the crime, it is necessary to show proof of commission of any of the acts enumerated in Section 5i or similar acts. And to establish mental or emotional anguish, it is necessary to present the testimony of the victim as such experiences are personal to this party. Thus, in cases of support, it must first be shown that the accused denial thereof, which is, by itself, already a form of economic abuse, further caused mental or emotional anguish to the woman victim and or to their common child. Thank you, attorneys, for your straightforward advice to Jerry. Now we go to the second question. This time, it comes from Teresa, a public school teacher. Hello, attorneys. My name is Teresa, and my question is, if the wife is mabunganga and had extramarital affairs, 
Are these sufficient indicators of a psychological disorder? Hi, Teresa. This is Attorney Florete. And my answer is, unfortunately not. This is what the Supreme Court ruled in the recent case of Republic versus Kalingo. For personal traits to be considered sufficient indicators of psychological disorders, the law requires that these must be more than just a difficulty, a refusal, neglect, in the performance of the marital obligations. As such, it is not enough that a party proves that the other is mabunganga or had extramarital affairs. Traits that may have made the other spouse fail to meet the responsibility and duty of a married person. Good evening, Teresa. This is Attorney Alba. Under the law, psychological incapacity is no less than a mental, not physical incapacity that causes a party to be truly incognitive of the basic marital covenants that must concomitantly be assumed and discharged by the parties to the marriage. It ought to pertain to only the most serious cases of personality disorders that clearly demonstrate the party or parties utter insensitivity or inability to give meaning and significance to the marriage. According to the Supreme Court, such incapacity must be characterized by gravity, juridical antecedents, and incurability in order to be accurate. Hi, Teresa. This is Attorney Bernal. The law requires that the incapacity must be grave or serious, such that the party would be incapable of carrying out the ordinary duties required in marriage. It must also be rooted in the history of the party antedating the marriage, although the overt manifestations may emerge only after the marriage. And it must be incurable or, even if it were otherwise, the cure would be beyond the means of the party involved. To summarize, for personal traits like mabunganga or acts of unfaithfulness to be considered a ground to nullify a marriage based on Article 36 of the Family Code, it must be shown that these are manifestations of a disordered personality, which makes him or her completely unable to discharge the essential obligations of marriage. So there you have it, folks, the first of many no-holds-barred question and answer segments of the Amicus Juris, the podcast project. We encourage our audience to send their legal inquiry to our email, amicusjuristpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, this has been your host, Blessy, and together with attorneys Florete, Alba, and Bernal, we wish you a good evening and wish to be with you in our next Triumvirate episode. Stories discussed in this podcast are inspired by real cases decided by the Supreme Court. The opinions and views of the guest lawyers are their own personal analysis and views on the featured topic. Any comment about the podcast episodes may be sent to Amico's Juris Facebook page.